welcome to episode 287 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about 11 ways that you can have a spiritually strong summer. Let's dive in. I don't know about you, but it seems like this year has just been flying by, and I can hardly believe that summer is almost here. One of the things I've noticed over the years is that when summer hits, most people tend to grow passive. They tend to just put everything on autopilot and they just begin to coast or they just go with the flow. And yet as businesses and churches and families tend to kind of pull back on the schedule and, you know, they have the vacations and just kind of downtime. What if we would leverage that season of our lives to actually grow spiritually strong rather than just get through the summer and and just be the same as we started? In other words, I don't want to grow passive. I, I don't want to just go with the flow spiritually. I want to grow spiritually. I want to have greater intimacy with Jesus. I want to know the word even better and deeper than when the summer started. So with that being said, I want to give you 11 ways that you can intentionally pursue Jesus and grow strong spiritually this summer. So in no particular order, I just want to walk through these 11 ways that hopefully will just be an encouragement and exhortation to all of us as we approach this summer season. So let's just dive in. Number one, read the New Testament and or the entire Bible this summer. One of my favorite Bible reading plans is reading the Bible through in 90 days. And I typically do that at least once a year. And the reason is, is I love the intensity of going through scripture that quickly. Now, you obviously don't have a lot of time to ponder and go deep in your reading. And yet, as you read through scripture that quickly, you begin to make these connections and see these tie-ins from this book to this book and this concept to this story. And, and you just begin to see a broader picture of the Bible story. And it has been so deeply impactful for my understanding of scripture. Well, perhaps that's just a little daunting because to read the Bible in about 90 days takes about an hour a day. So I would encourage you to try reading the entire Bible. But if that seems a little daunting, what if you would just start with the New Testament and say, all right, I want to read through the entire New Testament over this summer. Or maybe better yet, what if you would challenge yourself to see how many times through the New Testament you could read this summer? Wouldn't it be amazing if you've read, say, the New Testament three or four times over the course of the summer and you just begin to saturate your heart and your mind in Jesus and in his life and, and in the declaration of the gospel through the New Testament. Well, regardless of how you want to read the Bible, can I encourage you to be intentional in your Bible reading this summer? So number one is read through the Bible or read through the New Testament or pick a Bible reading plan. Like I'm going to read through the New Testament as many times as possible, or I'm going to read chronologically. Whatever the plan is, have an intentional Bible reading plan for the summer. Number two, can I encourage you to pick a book of the Bible to study and saturate in this summer? Again, I've often said this, but we read the Bible for breadth. We study the Bible for depth. And this doesn't have to be a quick study. In other words, this doesn't 
have to be a, well, all right, I have to get through the entire book over the course of the summer. But what if you just begin to pick a book, say something small, and I'd even encourage you to pick something from the New Testament. So say you picked an epistle like Ephesians or Philippians or Colossians or or First John. And what if you would take that little book and just begin to read it every single day? So yes, you're reading whatever your Bible reading plan is, but just begin to read through that book every single day. I promise you, even if you don't study the book, at the end of the summer, you would know that book rather well because you'd have read it, say, 90 times. But as you are reading through it every single day, begin to ask questions and and start to try to find some of the nuance in the culture or the context and just see what God wants to reveal to you through his word. Now, if you need help to actually walk through, how do I actually study the Bible? Well, I just released a great resource called Saturation Bible Study. It walks through how to study the Bible, not just for information, but so that you can actually dive deep into the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and actually being transformed by his truth. And if you're interested in picking up a copy of the Saturation Bible Study or the audiobook or the Quick Start course, I'll put a link for that in the show notes. But I encourage you to get into the word, again, not just to read it, but to begin to study and saturate your life like a sponge in a bucket of water in the word of God. Third, what if you would consider studying a topic that you wanted to learn more about biblically? In other words, this summer is a great opportunity to pick a concept or pick a topic. For example, what does the Bible say about money? Or what does the Bible actually say about prayer? And what are all the instances where prayer is revealed, whether someone is prayed in scripture or whether someone is talking about the concept of prayer? Or maybe you want to do a deep dive into the idea of the geography of Israel. Regardless of the topic, what if you would pick something this summer and say, all right, as I have time throughout these next three months, I'm going to be studying what does the Bible say on this particular topic? I think it could be very enriching to your soul, especially practically as you learn what scripture says on that particular topic. Again, if you want some help on studying a topic, that Saturation Bible Study book and resource could be a great help for you. Number four is, would you be willing to set aside intentional time to pray? I know most of us tend to have a prayer life. And for a lot of Christians, it tends to be, all right, I pray before meals and maybe I pray before bed. But what if you would consider setting intentional time aside every single day to pursue the heart and mind of Christ. There are so many issues going on in today's world that desperately need Jesus. And as you look at just the culture and the garbly gook of all that is happening, the pressing of certain agendas in in our culture, what if we as believers began to stand against the powers of darkness through prayer? Now, how you want to do this is totally up to you, but maybe you want to take a particular issue or theme or topic on a certain day of the week and be praying for those kind of things. Uh, For example, say Monday you prayed for the government, Tuesday you prayed for the body of Christ, Wednesday you prayed for the persecuted church, or whatever that looks like. Regardless, can I encourage you to expand your prayer life this summer, and whatever you're doing, just take one more step into this grand reality of having greater intimacy and conversation with God. 
So in other words, if you're praying for 15 minutes, great. But would you be willing to set a time, set, set a time, extra time this summer, say for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or even an hour and begin to pray? Maybe you are praying an hour. Could, could you set aside an hour and a half this summer to be praying intentionally for the needs of this world, for the needs around you, for a movement of God through revival in the church? We need Jesus in these days, so may we be men and women of prayer. A fifth idea to grow spiritually strong this summer is to read great Christian classics and biographies. I love reading. And there's just something about reading the old voices that have been so stirring. I just finished a Tozer book, and I was just like, I love reading Tozer. He causes me just to think but also gain a greater love for Jesus. Or what if you consider reading some Christian biographies? There are so many great stories of faith found in the Christian biographies. Now, if you want a list of recommended books, I've put one in the show notes for this episode, one that we often give our students at Ellerslie. So if you're interested in having at least a starter guide for some Christian classics and biographies, that could be a great resource for you. And, and just as a side note, that recommended book list probably needs to be updated. I've read a ton of books over the last couple of years, so do note that this is from a few years ago, but it's a great starter list if you're interested in knowing about some good Christian classics and biographies. Number six is to listen to some classic sermons from preachers of yesteryear. Guys like A.W. Tozier or Ian Thomas, Paris Reedhead, Leonard Ravenhill, and a whole host of others. One of the things that I just love doing is listening to old sermons because you, though they say that say things in different ways, you hear these grand truths over and over and over again that it just encourages, edifies, and convicts your heart. Now, I love classic sermons so much that myself and Ellerslie have partnered together and we're producing the Bravehearted Voices podcast. And in that podcast, we are releasing a classic sermon every single week. So if you want to just a great start to listening to great classic sermons, then I would encourage you to subscribe to the Bravehearted Voices podcast, where you can get a whole ton of these great sermons from yesteryear. And I'll put a link for that in the show notes if you're interested. Number seven is consider taking an entertainment fast. So oftentimes as we have more time in our schedule, we fill it with a whole bunch of nonsense or just distraction. What would it look like if you took a week or perhaps a month or dare I say the entire summer <laughs> and actually go on an entertainment fast and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to actually not watch movies or listen to the news or play video games or watch television or have certain apps on my phone. In other words, whatever you spend a lot of time on that is entertainment driven, what if you would pause that for a season so that you could intentionally spend more time with Jesus Christ. You'll find that it is so refreshing to your soul when you turn down the noise of the culture and you turn up the intentionality of your pursuit of Jesus Christ. So can I encourage you forever how long it is, maybe start with one day if this is really intimidating to you, but then consider maybe doing a week later on in the summer and maybe even consider the you know the maybe for August taking the entire month and just setting time aside to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm not going to be distracted by entertainment. I want to go after you. And if the statistics actually hold true, 
Supposedly, the average American is spending about eight hours a day in entertainment, including you know the YouTube videos, the television, the movies, the 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 social apps, all that kind of stuff. That is a ton. That is a ton of time. And what if just for a season you would turn all of that off so that you could be crystal clear, you could be intentional, that you could fix your eyes on Jesus Christ? That could radically change your life. Number eight is, may I encourage you to turn outward and serve this summer? So oftentimes we see summer as the me time that I've worked all year long. And this is that one time that I get to go on vacation and I get to have some downtime and I get to rest and I, I, I. But what if the whole focus of your summer was not you? What if it was the people around you? What if you sought intentional ways to turn outward and to wash feet, to serve the people around you, starting with your family, but going to your church and then the community around you? One of the things I love doing is what we've often called the operation secret things. And it's this idea of you don't want any recognition, but sending notes or gifts or just encouragement to people where they don't even know where it's coming from. It's actually a ton of fun and it feels like a top secret mission. (laughs) So consider the idea of just what would it look like to pick some people in your life or pick some ministries that you can serve or, or picking some sort of outward focus, and just starting to pour your life out for the world around you. Number nine is engaging in purposeful fellowship. What if you'd have a weekly gathering or a game night or a dinner with some of the people in your neighborhood, at your church, maybe some people that you don't actually know very well. And in so doing, you're you're creating a depth of relationship and friendship and fellowship that is so important in the Christian life. And just experiencing life together is absolutely important, not only as humans, but also as believers. And these are also great opportunities for you to be declaring the gospel and showing how a Christian life is to be lived. So so what if you would have a block party or bring a family from your neighborhood over and say, hey, you just want to come over and have some some dinner with me or, or my family? And just the way that you live, the way that you talk... And, and then having that opportunity or as a doorway to bring in the gospel is a great opportunity to be declaring and witnessing the reality of Christ to the people around you. Number 10 is doing that very thing. It's evangelizing. What if you could get out of your comfort zone and begin to share the great news of Jesus Christ with those around you? We're told in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, that we are to sanctify Christ as Lord in our hearts. And we're always to be ready to give a declaration or a defense to everyone who asks us to give an account for the hope that is within us. Do you hear that? That you as a Christian, because you've sanctified the Lord in your life, there is tremendous hope. And as such, you are to always be ready to give a declaration of that hope that lies within you. So when the onlooking world sees your life, they should be so dumbfounded by the reality of Christ that they're like, what is it? Why do you have such hope? And you who are always ready should have this declaration of saying, wow, let me tell you about Jesus. So can I encourage you this summer to be intentional? And what if you would step out of your comfort zone and just begin to share Jesus with someone at your work or your school or around town or the neighbors, 
There are all these little opportunities that God will allow you to have if you would just be open to them. So would you just be willing to share the gospel with someone this summer? And as a quick side note, not only is that a great thing for the kingdom of God, but that is a great thing for your soul. That trust and dependence that it takes to be bold and speak truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ to someone else, is so deepening and it will cause your spiritual life to just grow strong in an incredible way because it's going to force you to have a faith, a trust, and a dependence upon your God in a way that perhaps you've not experienced in a long time. And number 11, what if you would take a one-day or a weekend getaway with Jesus? What if you would not take anything else but your Bible, maybe some worship music but and your journal, and just find a place, maybe down at the ocean or up at the mountains or at a lake or at a favorite coffee shop, but just remove all distraction and give some dedicated hours to Jesus. Just spend time with him, read his word, and just set yourself before him. Again, these are just 11 ways that you can intentionally pursue Jesus so that you can have a spiritually strong summer. I don't want to get to the end of this summer and just go, wow, that that went quick and, well, had a lot going on, but my spiritual life is actually the same. See, I don't care what's going on around me. And truth be told, I have a very busy summer. This is one of our busiest seasons in terms of discipleship. But I don't want to get to the end of the summer and go, wow, that was that was such a great season, having not grown spiritually myself. I want to be more spiritually stout. I want to be more spiritually strong in the next three months than I am even right now. But the only way that's going to take place is when I purposely lean into Jesus Christ, when I intentionally go after him and make him my delight and my focus. I love what Hebrews chapter 11, verse six says. It says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And here's the amazing promise that if I would diligently seek after God, then he promises that he will reward that. Now, he doesn't reward that with money or fame or a new car. What's even more amazing is that the very thing that I'm seeking, which is God himself, is the reward. So God has promised that if I would intentionally, diligently seek after him, he will reward that with the very thing that I seek. I will have him at a whole nother level and depth at a whole nother level of richness and and beauty. Can I encourage you, go after Jesus this summer. Don't grow passive. Don't coast. Don't just go with the flow. But would you set your eyes, fix your eyes on Jesus Christ? And would you allow this summer to perhaps be one of the greatest seasons of spiritual growth in your life thus far? Well, I hope that was just an encouragement for you as we head into this summer season. And as always, thank you for listening to the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including an outline and a links to all those resources, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 287 for episode 287. And until next time, know I'm cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.